0: From Susan G. Komen, this is Real Pink, a podcast exploring real stories, struggles, and triumphs related to breast cancer. We're taking the conversation from the doctor's office to your living room. Most breast cancers are not related to genes or family history. However, if you have been diagnosed with breast cancer, your family members, especially sisters, daughters, and mothers may have an increased risk of getting breast cancer. When cancer does affect multiple generations in a family, impact can be far greater, reaching than just the physical symptoms. Today, we're joined by a mother-daughter duo to talk about their family's breast cancer journey and how their shared BRCA2 positive gene mutation has impacted their family and their medical decisions. Carolyn and Brianna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Hello. Well, I'm, uh, this is a really important topic, uh, and, and so I'm, I'm really excited to chat about it. So. Um, I know that this is a family disease for you. So, Carolyn, why don't you start off by telling us about your mother's breast cancer journey, and then we can walk through the experience of your diagnosis.
1: Well, um, my mom actually passed away from breast cancer seven years ago. But prior to that, my siblings and I, which there are eight of us, I'm the youngest of eight, we had no idea that my mom even had cancer anywhere in her history. Um, when we went to go visit her for her 80th birthday, um, she was normal to me. I didn't think anything was wrong, but after her birthday, my uh, brother pulled my younger sister and I uh, to the side and let us know that our mom had stage four breast cancer. And then following up with all of that, we were, Um, told by one of my mom's very good friend who actually took care of her when she had her first bout with breast cancer. Um, When she was in her late forties, she had breast cancer and had a lumpectomy, which uh, me and my siblings, no one even knew about her. Her friend kept that secret. So she had a lumpectomy. And then about 30 years later, the breast cancer came again, and it, it, it moved to her bones. And um, of course, eventually, two months later, it it, it actually took her life. Um, so that's where the breast cancer started with my journey.
0: Mm. Also, tell us a little bit more about your own diagnosis. You've been diagnosed as well, correct?
1: Yes, yes. I've actually been diagnosed twice. Um, and as you were asking me the question about how soon it was after my mom's passing, um, unfortunately it was six months later, um, after my mom passed, I was actually diagnosed with breast cancer. And the, the funny thing about that was I had no, um, thought about having a, a mammogram. I wasn't even thinking about it. I wasn't going to do it because, um, you know, I didn't believe that, you know, I would be someone that would have breast cancer. Um, but the, the miracle and all of that was my husband, who I, I always call him my, um, you know, the person that saved my life. Um, he decided that he wanted to make appointments for he and I to get physicals. So um, when we, he made this appointment for us to get physicals when we were at the doctor's office, he was like, oh, there's, Radiology. Why don't you just go and have a a mammogram? And I'm like, no, uh, you know, um, I don't I don't want to. But he was insisting that since we were there, just go ahead and get it done. And lo and behold, when that those the film developed and they saw something and sent me for an ultrasound, and then the ultrasound <laughs> sent me to a biopsy. And lo and behold, of course, it was it was it was actually positive for breast cancer.
0: Mm, wow. So so let's talk a little bit about what your treatment was like for you and for your family. Were you able to work through it? And then Brianna, I'd also love to hear from your perspective what it was like seeing your mom go through treatment. Okay. So
1: what what I will I will let you know, I have to kind of go back just a little bit so you will understand how my journey went. Um when when I had the biopsy and um they told me, okay, well, don't even worry about it because you have dense breasts and um, it's probably nothing. We're gonna make a phone appointment for you on Friday and we'll give you the results. Well, I got a call from Kaiser on Wednesday, and my occupation at the time I'm now retired, but I was a probation officer, and you know I drive around in my car to go see my clients and check on them, and I get this call on Wednesday, two days. Earlier than I'm supposed to from Kaiser, so I immediately know I I obviously have breast cancer. So I pull my car over um, and and I and, you know I accept the call and everything and they I can hear it and just the way she was talking to me that it was going to be positive. So um, I told her you know okay it's fine. Um, and and then my reaction is like, get it out right now. Can can you make an appointment now? And you know, they were like, yes, they made an appointment for me to see them. Actually, that afternoon, I cried that one time. And then you know, like like the spirit came over me that you know, hey, you got this. Why not you? You can handle breast cancer. So that was my motto from there. Why not me? And um, actually, God just. He just elevated that situation where I had no problem with the breast cancer um, treatment. I had my lumpectomy, which was actually um, three months later. Which at first I was terrified because I'm thinking it's in there for three months. What's gonna is gonna grow and it's gonna you know do this to me. But my my doctor explained to me that hey, is is not it's, it's okay. We're gonna take care of it. So I had the lumpectomy. The margins were clear. The lymph nodes were clear after that. I My oncologist had me do uh, chemotherapy um, every two weeks, and I did that for about three months. Um, I never threw up. I never got sick. I went to work every day. Uh, I did lose my hair, but um, you know I was strong. I, I never even needed the uh, uh, handicap sticker from my car or anything like that. After everything was healed and um, I was uh, done with the chemotherapy, I did 26 rounds of radiation. Um, same thing. I went to work every day. I had, of course, you know, you do your radiation every day, only having weekends off. But I went to work every day. I had my little my little breast cancer uh, knitted <laughs> hat on my head, and I had no hair, but I was there taking care of business, and I was perfectly fine.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Uh, so, uh, so Brianna, uh, tell us from your perspective, what was it like watching your mom go through this?
2: Well, of course, at first, obviously, after losing my grandma so soon, I I panicked at first. I was scared. I didn't know what to do. And I was away at college. So, I was six hours away from even being home. And I'm my young my mom's youngest child and the only girl and i'm like okay well i need to leave school i need to quit track i told my coach i was like i'm done i'm going home i need to be with my mom but uh, my my mom is my saving grace she's the only reason i finished my senior year of track and she was at every last one of my track meets so my my mom is my hero she's kind of my team's hero we dedicated the year to her Um, we, my coach made us pink shirts. We won conference, boys and girls won conference. We had pink every, every week,
1: uh, Mm -hmm. breast (laughs) cancer, ribbons, socks, t-shirts,
2: literally everything. And she was in the stands every week, no matter what she looked like. I cut my hair. My mom didn't know that I cut my hair for her, but I cut my hair before her hair started falling out so that she wouldn't be the only one with no little to no hair. Um, and she, 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 she got me through, uh, my last year of our favorite sport. So I really, really did it for her. She, she's my hero, regardless if she thinks so or not, but she, she motivated me to do everything in life full heartedly.
0: Wow. That's beautiful. Thank, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. And, and, Carolyn, I mean, in the in the stands every time. It sounds like you're uh, you're a superhero there. I love that. So um so so Carolyn, let, let's talk a little bit more. I think you mentioned earlier, but let's talk a little bit more about your reoccurrence. So, how did you find out about it? And were you able to handle it with the same grace under pressure that you did the first time?
1: Wow, the second, the second time that that was that was really a shock for one thing, because it was actually five year. I had my five year anniversary being breast cancer free. I had gone to see my oncologist. He said everything looked great. Everything looked fine. Um, you're you're doing you're doing amazing. Um, I was taking the tamoxifen every day, like I was supposed to, twice a day, and um, he said everything was working just fine. So of course, when it was time for me to do my uh, mammogram, I kind of slacked off on it because you know, my doctor was saying I was fine. So um, here it came to be a couple of months past due and they sent me a letter saying, okay, you need to come in and have your mammogram. And I finally went on in to do it. And when I tell you that picture came back with another spot on the opposite breast because the first breast cancer was in the left side and the new breast cancer on the right side and I was like, "No, I know this isn't happening again." But lo and behold, it it was the same thing. It, it was a brand new breast cancer. They told me it wasn't the same. It was a brand new breast cancer in the opposite breast, and I handled it the same exact way. But um, I had a double mastectomy opposed to a lumpectomy. I didn't want to have to go through this all over again. Um, you know, we 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 got the double mastectomy done. But due to COVID, you know, I had to, the progress of the reconstruction took a little bit longer. So no chemo and no radiation
0: this time. Okay. Okay. Well, so, wow. I mean, that, that's a lot to handle and, and I'm just super impressed um, with how you were, you were able to deal with that. So so let's talk about an, another thing you did sort of during this time. Um, so, So at what point did you think, okay, I've got to get my daughter and my niece and my sisters looking into genetic testing. And how did, how did that go?
1: Okay. So that, that actually, the the very first time that I had breast cancer, I, you know, was like really motivated to make sure my daughter, um, especially my daughter to be able to make a choice for herself on this situation because I, I know that, that BRCA2 gene, if it's positive in your, in your body, you, you could potentially develop breast cancer. So I wanted my daughter to have the test done. And, um, they were telling us that she could not have the test done unless I had the test and I tested positive. So of course I was like, well, I had breast cancer this, you know, that doesn't really mean anything. You have to be positive. You have the gene. So I took the test. Of course I was positive. My daughter was positive. When my daughter was positive, that's when I was like, you know what? I called all my sisters and brothers because they were, you know, my, my, um, my, uh, healthcare team was telling me that men could have the breast cancer as well. Um, so I let them all know. I let all my nieces know. And you know, my, my niece Janae, she was like, "I'm on it, Auntie." So once mine was positive, Brianna was positive, my my nieces was positive, and two of my sisters also were positive.
0: Wow, that is, I mean, I, it it's really amazing that you advocated for your family that way, right? To 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 make sure that they're taking care of, to at least they know what all of their, or their options and choices are. That's that's really profound. So, so Brianna, let, let's just talk about your experience for a minute. So take us uh, through what was going on in your life at the time and walk us through the emotions of finding out that you were also a BRCA2 positive and making the decision to have a double mastectomy at such a young age.
2: Well, I was actually still in college <laughs> when I, obviously. Uh, Yeah. So I was still in college and I was home for, I think it was Thanksgiving break. And that's when I had my test. And I kind of figured that mine was going to be positive, not only because of my mom and my grandmother, but on my dad's side, I also had two aunts that passed away at a very young age from breast cancer. They were around the same age that I was, which um, when I had my double mastectomy, I was only 24 and I wanted to get it as soon as possible. Before graduation and everything, and my doctor was telling me, no, just graduate, wait, wait, wait. And I got it right after I graduated, a couple months after I graduated. It was really no question for me. I was like, do I want to remove these little boobs that I already have or keep them and possibly die from them? Why would I want to keep something on me that could possibly kill me when I have so much life to live? So the decision was really simple for me.
0: Wow. That's a, I mean but still that's a that's a brave decision <laughs> uh, and and really uh really impressive that you were able to make it so, you know, de- so decisively, right? Um so, so I guess really the question is for both of you, I mean, are you both happy with the decisions that you've made and what has it been like to go through the process together?
1: <laughs> it is um I'm definitely Happy with the decisions that I made. Um, of course, I wish I would have had a double mastectomy the very first time that that I had breast cancer. But you know, I was thinking of my husband and you know different things. I just I just felt like that wasn't necessary. Um, but with with the choices that I made, it it's not only helped my daughter, but I also advocate at my church every year. Our pastor has me, you know, I go up Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October and I, you know, give a little speech about breast cancer and tell the ladies and men to go ahead and get those mammograms, advocate for yourself if you do have it and get things
0: taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Brianna, I think based on what you just said, you're you're probably happy with your decision. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? <laughs>
2: I'm happy with mine. I mean, the only thing that I missed out on was breastfeeding, but uh, I hear that that's pretty rough and hard. Um, I have a two-year-old, so I think the hardest part for my mom, I would say, was when she actually got her uh, double mastectomy. She wasn't able to pick him up and love on him, but um, I think by me getting mine first, it kind of helped her know that it, it was going to be okay because I, I stopped taking my medicine after about two uh, after about three days. I left the hospital within 24 hours. I was up there on the stage six days after with her at church speaking right after my surgery with drains on my, in my dress. But I, I think we both helped each other to get through those things. Um, she showed me the strength before I knew I was even positive. And I, I think I showed her the strength by going ahead and getting mine. So it was really probably no question for her to really think about it once the second time came around. So it was the mother-daughter duo action.
0: <laughs> y'all are Y'all are an amazing mother-daughter duo for sure. I mean, just such an amazing <laughs> interview, so inspiring. And I, I just really appreciate uh, your perspective and, and just your courage and all this. So, uh, so I guess really last question: What's your final piece of advice that you'd like to give to any of our listeners?
1: Uh, my my final piece is the same that I tell everyone all the time: Women, you know, take care of yourself. You gotta, you know, do those exams every month, have your husband do your exam, you know, get your mammograms. Do not (laughs) do the thing that I did was like procrastinating. Get your mammograms every year. And and for those who have a history of breast cancer, have mammograms before you're 50 years old. Start early um, and just just really take care of yourself because you know both Brianna and I, we have friends that are struggling right now and suffering through this battle. But as I always say, I have scars. I have many scars from breast cancer and I love them because they're battle wounds and it lets me know that I
0: won the war. Wow, that's fantastic. Brianna, do you have any any final thoughts you'd like to share?
2: I can't top that. No, <laughs> um, but just like she said, I mean, I, I guess on my end, because I've, I've actually been through the surgery and I've actually been through being a support system. And that support system is really important, I believe, because I, I think if my mom was missing those track needs and she wasn't feeling herself, that that would have been a, a little bit tough. So I think it's important to, to treat your family members the same. Um, don't treat them like they're sick, you know you know that they are, but still treat them like they're them and give them that life that you can give them while they still have it and, and give them motivation to continue their life and continue continue their fight. Um, because it's not just them fighting. It's, it's you. You're fighting with your family. You're fighting with your friends. They don't fight alone.
0: Wow. That's just fantastic advice. I, I can't tell you how inspiring uh, this conversation has been and just thank you both so much for sharing your story and for joining me on the show today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you you so much for having us. Thanks for listening to Real Pink, a weekly podcast by Susan G. Komen. For more episodes, visit realpink.komen.org. And for more on breast cancer, visit Komen.org. Make sure to check out at Susan G. Komen on social media. I'm your host, Adam. You can find me on Twitter at AJ Walker or on my blog, AdamJWalker.com.